0: announcement has been paid for by the New World Order.
1: It's business time, creatures of the night. Head on over to tpublic.com and search for Talking Taker to pick up our new TCB. Taker Care of Business merch and show all your fellow creatures that you mean business. That's right, you can even get a TCB tank top to put the straps down to, you know, really accentuate the point right there. You can get that logo on a t-shirt, hoodie, long sleeve tee, stickers, all that awesome stuff and not only will you be looking good, but you'll be helping to support this podcast. So go ahead, head on over there, get any of our Talking Taker merch. And remember, if you are able to get a picture in any of our Talking Taker merch with the dead man, with the Undertaker himself at StarCast or at any event that he's at, we will send something special, something exclusive, something free out your way. Don't miss out. Talking Taker. Search for it on Public. Buy the shirt! The preceding announcement.
0: Been paid for by the New World Order. Dead man walking.
1: All right, creatures of the night, welcome to episode eighty-three of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all tis I I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of dead man talking my name is Alex Dorio I am one of your co-hosts and I am joined as always by my fellow co-host my wrestling buddy my fellow creature my tag team partner and the man who truly believes the NWO peaked when Stevie Ray became the leader of the black and white (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Travis White himself Travis. future hall of famer stevie ray that's right suck exactly
0: got to know.
1: You fruit booty
0: <laughs> you knew before anybody man i did this is sucking new he better, he better drop a sucker's got some no and a fruit booty come on and, man. of course man if he doesn't i'm not watching the rest of the show
1: you think booker t will give hulk hogan a shout out oh we're coming for you
0: <laughs> oh these are trying times. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. a little, little, little penance for past crimes. Yeah, let's hope not.
1: <clears throat> well, I'm glad we get to joking around and talk about the NWO here for a second as we start the show. And I mean, I'm wearing my old school NWO t-shirt from middle school, from 1997. Yeah, dude. Rules and bones were meant to be broken on the back. Love this shirt. And... Honestly, that's pretty much going to be the gist of our NWO talk tonight, man, because we, that's the (laughs) fun thing about our podcast is while almost every other wrestling podcast that would cover the No Way Out 2002 pay-per-view would of course focus on the return and and the WWF debut of the NWO, but we're the encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the dead man, so we're going to focus on kind of a... I would say almost a lost match tonight between two of the biggest stars in WWF history as The Rock takes on The Undertaker in a match that no one ever talks about.
0: Nope. And you know what? I had this pay per view on DVD, I believe it is. I'll have to look, at, uh, I'll put a picture of it up. It's either DVD or v- VHS, I can't remember. But um, I had the show, I was so excited about the uh, New World Order being there and all that stuff. But um, I cannot remember this match for the life of me. All our member was the NWO was there in the main event. That's it. So,
1: yeah, and unfortunately, I think that kind of sums up the match. But of course, we'll get to that here yeah. later on. We're gonna do our signature recap of all the build and tell the story of this match. Its place in the Undertaker's career and in that evolution of him. As we let's go ahead and take the time traveling. Motorcycle Back to January of 2002 Where we last left off at the Royal Rumble 2002 Our watch-along episode of that night We actually had a really great response And uh, great listenership to that episode So we thank you guys for taking the time And listening to us yak all over that uh, <laughs> match To quote Stevie Ray <laughs> <yet> again
0: <laughs> And his brother Booker T but we'll of Check course- out his yaks
1: That was a turning point, an iconic moment in the Undertaker's career as the big, evil, nasty heel Undertaker was eliminated by the young, tough-enough rookie Maven from that match. And that's going to kind of color this storyline as we head into no way out 2002 and we pick up on january 21st 2002 with raw episode 452 I feel like i've said the number two 37 times already <laughs> quite a bit start off with here, we'll put that
0: little ding up there
1: two two tracker <laughs> terrible twos here and uh i won't ding. talk about it too long there you go That <laughs> at another <laughs> Because there's not much to report on on this episode. Uh, Undertaker is MIA tonight. I guess he's just too embarrassed about what happened the night before. (laughs) I guess. Um, But uh, we do get a recap of that iconic elimination. J.R. and King talk about that clash from last night, and J.R. is noting that a lot of people are saying out there that Maven really got a raw deal since he was eliminated, thrown over the top rope by someone who was already eliminated from the match. So perhaps he really shouldn't have counted as being eliminated. As we mentioned last week, I mean, he's the original Curtis Curtis Axel out there. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Maven mania. (laughs) Oh, Maven Mania still going strong. That's right,
1: Maven's still in the Royal Rumble, uh, but uh, King does not agree. He says that Maven he should have bowed down before the Undertaker out of respect and jumped over the top rope on his own as soon as he got in the ring.
0: Oh, like Drew Carey.
1: <laughs> Comparing Maven to Drew Carey, I mean, only one of those guys is in the Hall of Fame. It's true. That's true. Oh,
0: that is man. depressing.
1: But yeah, uh, uh, as depressing as that may be, dude, and and depressing to not have Undertaker on this episode of Raw, I will say this episode of Raw is worth tracking down if you want to see just the pinnacle, the peak of absolute crowd mastery. Here, we've kind of talked about Stone Cold just being on fire these past few weeks with the What Chance? Mm-hmm. But this is one where he cuts a promo. Where simply, all he does is <laughs> recite the entire Beverly Hillbillies theme song to the crowd. The entire theme song interspersed with what chants for five minutes. That's all Ooh. his promo is. And it's the greatest thing this crowd has ever seen. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Highly encouraged. At least looking that up on YouTube. When
0: well, I say this a story about a man named Chad. You know that poor mountain here? Dirty kept his family fit. Then one day, uh, he was shooting at some food. Uh, Up from the ground came a bubbling crude. Uh, Black gold, uh, Texas tea, uh, money, uh, Mucho De Niro. Uh, oh, for sure, I remember this man. Now that you said something about it, oh man, I forgot about that. He was he was golden he on the mic. Did at this whatever point, he man. wanted, man. Oh. He Goldies. could
1: have, and he literally did just read off a list of groceries and get the crowd <laughs> into that. He could have read the phone book, and it would have been electric.
0: Yep, it would have been amazing. Mm. I think he should do this for his podcast now since he's just doing classic episodes, he should yeah. do this instead. I'm down
1: with out. it, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, well, that's going to take us to SmackDown 127 where he's got a little bit more to do. So this is January 24th, 02. We got Booker versus Austin and Rock versus Angle tonight. And we hear that uh, that um, they're going to meet with the whoever wins these matches are going to meet on uh, Raw to determine the number one contender for the Undisputed Title at No Way Out. So, Austin beats Booker, and then uh, during Angle versus Rock, Jericho's on commentary, and he winds up getting involved and pulling the ref out, and, and Angle's tapping to that crappy version of the sharpshooter Rock does, and um, when he's doing that, Taker slides in out of nowhere, like he's Batman, and he gives Rock a <laughs> chokeslam that I just wrote my notes would make Pat Patterson proud. Man. Mm. We, we haven't touched on Pat Patterson in a while and his chokeslam and taking abilities, but this one is pretty good. Oh yeah. So it's awesome. He almost turns him over on his head and it's, it's great. And so Taker then just backs up the ramp and stares at rock as the commentary. You're wondering like, why the heck did Taker just get involved? Like what does he got? What's this beef with the rock? You
1: know? What is going on here? Just sort of a yeah. random <laughs> out of nowhere start to this feud. Yeah.
0: Nothing to do with Maven or anything. It's just him and the rock. So, um, but this is also the memorable night where Vince is talking to himself in the mirror about he's going to kill the WWF and all that stuff. And we see the NWO on the back of his chair, which, again, it was surreal at the time. We've, we don't even touch on it too much, but I just remember being super excited about it. And, um, you know, uh, it's also just weird, too, that in storyline wise, we've been covering here, He's he, cover, he spent the entire year of 2001 trying to protect his company. <laughs> and now. Couple months later, he's going to try to murder his own company. It's just like, it's so stupid. Who did you say was coming in? I think I said the New World Order. I believe you meant the NWO. <laughs> Excuse me. Vince? Is this Vince on the line? I'll never forget that outcome. delivery. That. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like written in like, uh, windshield chalk <laughs> on the back of his chair. <laughs> it's like but you write like I know. I'm just married. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> it's so nice weird. <laughs> like who came up with that's so how they're gonna reveal it
0: with Why shoe they polish put, like, a on a
1: sticker.
0: it <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like a legit <laughs> NW sticker or a t shirt draped over, but they put it on like yeah white shoe polish. Oh man.
1: So, Vince deserved an Emmy oh. for that performance so man. No he was dude. killing
0: it. He was over the top. Well, how come how come Breslin doesn't ever get up for the Emmys?
1: It absolutely deserves it.
0: Oh, God. Paul Bear we... could use one. Paul Heyman, oh, for that matter. Yes. Come on, now. Yeah, come on. Christian, anyway, we... best
1: actor in a comedy. <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. Oh, man.
1: But yeah, you're absolutely right, man. This NWO thing, it's... I mean, they try to make it make sense, but it's just really bizarre and out of nowhere. But so was the Alliance, and so was the Invasion. So it all kind of goes hand in hand here.
0: It's whatever toy Vince wants to play at this point. <laughs> That's
1: right. Uh, well, let's take it over to Raw episode 453, January 28th, 2002, to go along with that NWO storyline. This is the episode where co-owner of the wwf rick flair he's trying to convince Vince McMahon to not inject the nwo poison and he shows him this video these highlights of all the all the years of wwf action and on the original episode of raw it's set to a kid rock song called lonely road of faith and it's beautiful my favorite classic tear jerking and as has been the trend with Almost everything we cover here on the show—it's completely dubbed over and edited out of the WWE Network. Just a lost piece of art.
0: Doesn't make sense because he's WWE Hall of Famer, right? And uh, he should have license. They, that should give them a free license to put his music on anything they want to. They just overdubbed his music on other stuff just because they—they <laughs> they can. Yeah, so,
1: why not? So
0: yeah. Why not?
1: Well, another guy that has his music dubbed out, Maven, a more fantastic uh. music. Uh, he's going to ride this wave of momentum from eliminating The Undertaker and the World Rumble into an undisputed title match against Chris Jericho here on Raw. Dang. And, yeah, just jumping up the cart.
0: What's a handicap match. It's him and his eyebrows against Chris Jericho.
1: You would think that would give him an advantage here. Uh, <laughs> the announcers, they are still putting over Maven's elimination of The Undertaker, which... Goes hand in hand with sure. what we talked about last week. Yeah, man. It's just it's incredible how one move on one guy could absolutely make somebody. And you know, Maven obviously he won tough enough. He was he had a little bit of momentum going from that, but what do you always remember him for?
0: Oh, this right here. Yep. That
1: that drop kick. Yeah, man. Yep, that Absolutely. That points to the power of the Undertaker just as much as anything.
0: Oh yeah. Without question, you know? putting maven on the mat like we, we used to joke around a lot how undertaker was responsible for lots of things in the waf and he's responsible for maven's you know big push you know his his start of his career right there the Just peak crazy. of it to be honest yeah oh yeah and the hardy boys getting back together last week i meant to point that out <laughs> <laughs> he's responsible for that too but but anyway. thank goodness
1: because they're still around in 2019
0: exactly yeah
1: uh maven of course in this match is really green uh, not as green as undertaker was when he got, missed it last week <laughs> but still pretty green he's got a lot of fire though and crowd is yeah. really into him jericho gives him a really really close near fall right almost wins the title gets a great pop from the crowd but jericho does make maven tap out eventually as he should as the world as champion should, yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's going to bring out old Booger Red. His music hits after the match, and he stalks his prey down to ringside. And uh, Jericho, he wants to watch this one, man. He goes out to commentary to watch this beat down. Um, And it's very reminiscent of Taker and DDP from King of the Ring last year, as Taker stops and slips his gloves out of his back pocket and slowly puts (laughs) them on. I love that, man. Such a great touch. Uh, And Maven is like, He's getting up in the corner, he's weary, and Undertaker gets in the ring, and he uh, he glares at Mike Kiyota, who, who's running away, and um, Undertaker's talking to Kyoto he's like, man, I just want to talk to Maven, I just want to say, have a few words with him. Um, <laughs> but Undertaker does his talking with his fists, he just lays a beat down on Maven, unloads on him, and he does that thing he did to Matt Hardy last week, where he puts the chair under his neck mm. and just slams it down. Um, and I was kind of thinking, man, we got to have a name for this. And, you know, when Brian Pillman, he used to put people's chair, their, their leg in, in a chair and slam down right. on it, on their ankle, and that's called Pillmanizing somebody. I think this move that Taker does should be called Takerize It Somebody.
0: What do you think? Sounds, sounds good to me, man. You've been Takerized. So, yeah, that works for me. <laughs> Let's coin it like he's right giving, there. He's giving him a seat at, the, uh, at school. You know, like he was talking about last week. He's gonna take him to school, and their first class is gonna be uh, whatever it was. But yeah, he's taking him to school, getting him a chair. Uh, yeah, take harassing them, So I like that. Well, all right. I don't want to play. I don't want to play musical chairs with Undertaker. No, that's for sure. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah,
1: he's better at it than Ric Flair is. Exactly. Uh, well, later on, Coach is gonna catch up with Undertaker to to ask him about this attack and. Undertaker stops him before he can even finish asking his question, and Taker has a question for a coach.
0: Coach, let me ask you a question. Are those your teeth? Yes, sir, they are.
1: Would you like to keep your teeth in your mouth? Yes, sir, I would. Well, can I suggest to you that you never say the name Maven out loud in my presence again? Because if you do, I will be wearing your teeth as a necklace.
0: Whoa, like Crocodile Dundee? (laughs) Where's Crocodile Teeth? I'm sure that's where he got the idea. (laughs) Oh, man. Can you imagine if that was his gimmick? He just collected teeth now. Oh, God. Uh, Homage back to his brother Kane and Isaac Yankum. Oh. Oh, oh. (laughs) If only that would have happened. (laughs) What could have been? What might
1: have been? Yeah. Uh, Wondertaker says he was actually showing compassion on Maven. Uh, at the Royal Rumble oh yeah yeah. he could have just thrown him out right away if he wanted to but he spared him (laughs) he wanted him to get a little ring time get a little experience so he let him dance around in there and what does Maven do he takes liberties with him and eliminates him for the Royal Rumble and so you know now he has to pay the consequences until the dead man decides that he's all paid up Uh, Undertaker goes on to talk about The Rock he says as far as The Rock goes it should be none of his business who eliminated him um Undertaker says, you know, everything's a joke to The Rock. It's all song and dance. But Undertaker says, I don't sing or dance or get disrespected. And what happened to Rock last week will continue to happen anytime he does get disrespected. So he encourages The Rock to keep his mouth shut. And asks Coach, are we done here? And Coach says, I guess we are. And Undertaker says,
0: why are you still here then? <laughs> <laughs> exit the stays right immediately. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Take that makes me. I guess Rock said something on Raw that I, or SmackDown that I must have missed, but I don't. I don't remember. I watched the whole thing. I don't remember Rock saying anything, but that would explain why he came out and attacked him at the end. But or, maybe it know. happened on Sunday Night Heat. Maybe it was on Heat or something. Yeah, because I don't. Or maybe I don't. WWE.com, who knows what? I don't yeah. remember anything yeah. on SmackDown. They were trying to do WWE. exclusive stuff, so it could have been that. Even. It could have who been knows? that. Let us who know, knows.
1: creatures, if we missed something.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you guys watch that, let us know. We we have been known to make a mistake yeah, or two. It happens but, every now and then. But uh, it happens.
1: Before we get to this smackdown here, man. Uh, speaking of Maven, uh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention Maven popping up on yeah. a podcast <laughs> that we listen to, the uh, not Sam Wrestling Podcast, the combo episode with the Major Brothers, live episode with the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, combo show man Maven appeared out of nowhere, a surprise guest on that show, and you can yeah. hear uh, some of his audio on Sam Roberts' podcast. Travis, why don't you tell him some of the fun stuff that Maven said on
0: there? So apparently, um, Zach Ryder was a huge Maven Mark as he was when he was a kid. So. Join the club. Yeah, because Kurt uh, Hawkins has us. He's like, I got a surprise for you, and all of a sudden, Maven's music hits, and Zach Ryder's like freaking out, and he comes out, and you know, Maven's there, and uh, he tells us that you know he works for the Brooklyn Nets now. I believe he's like, a, I don't know if he's an agent or what. He just works backstage or something. But anyway, he tells this funny story about how uh, he hates that music. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> uh, yeah. He says he hates it. He, he met the band who did his music and couldn't have cared less. <laughs> <He> doesn't <laughs> care. He, he hates that music, but lost um, a lot
1: of respect for Maven on that one.
0: Yeah, no, it was a little unfortunate. But he also tells a story about I've been mentioning his eyebrows and how there are like a couple of caterpillars on his on top of his eyes. Well, he says that Stephanie McMahon's the one responsible for making him cut them and trim them down she kind of told him, like, you're going to have to get those under control. Yeah, so that was a good call, <laughs> and, Steph. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so.
1: he also tells a great story about The Undertaker, too.
0: Yeah, he does. He says that um, I believe uh, you know, they get to the, the arena that day, and he gets called in, and he's going to be in the match. And uh, they they, he walks down to the ring as they're kind of running through rehearsal, and it's him and Taker and his events in the ring, I think. Yeah, I think uh, he said Shane, actually. Or Shane, yeah. And Shane tells him, you know, you're going to eliminate Taker tonight. And he just kind of flabbergasted. He said, Taker said something like, F, you're not, or something like that. He said <laughs> something. He dropped some. Or like, who the F is this, or I'm not going along with that. But anyway, he wound up uh, being terrified. Taker was, you know, legit mad about this and stuff. But it turns out it was just all a rib, Yeah, so. he's
1: just ribbing him about it. And yeah. Yeah, it gives him some tips on – uh, how to get some get some good color uh, with the help of little yeah. Jack Daniels as well. We don't need to spoil all of it, but definitely encourage you guys to listen to that episode of yeah. Sam Roberts' podcast. And uh, you'll hear, I mean, it's like a good 20, 25 minutes of Maven on there, I think, yeah. something like that. Uh, it's somewhere in the, in the middle of that show. But definitely encourage you guys to check that out because Maven, he's kind of off the radar as far as, pro wrestling and social media goes, so it's a pretty rare interview and some cool insight yeah, into that iconic moment that we talked about last week.
0: And it's just crazy how it popped up at the same time we were... Yeah. I mean, it, it Worked popped out up great. last week as we are recording this stuff, so yeah, weird. Crazy, crazy. Well, we'll put Maven to bed for a little bit here, and uh, we'll move on to SmackDown 128 on January 31st, 02. show opens with a graphic for the Blockbuster main event tonight. It's going to be Rock and Triple H versus Kurt Angle and The Undertaker. Mm. So... Yeah, it's Undertaker and Vince's boy. So, uh, which they were just at odds like a month ago. So, whatever. But yeah, Rock Triple H on the same side. So, anyway, speaking of speaking of blockbusters, tonight's episode of SmackDown is going to feature stars of the blockbuster
1: Rollerball. There you go.
0: So we got Chris Klein, who's now on the TV show Flash. Uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos, who no longer is a Stamos, and the Undertaker's. Apparently, favorite '80s rapper LL Cool J. That's right. Take a muscle-bound man, drop his face in the sand. So, <laughs> yeah, there are the house. Chris tonight. Klein is on Flash. Yeah, he's the he's the big bad villain this season. So, yep. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness.
0: Yeah, he I did is. not
1: know that he was still an actor. Wow. He
0: is. He is. Good um, for yeah. him,
1: man. Yeah,
0: absolutely good for him. So, um, yeah, man, the Cool J dude is on here. So I just marked out like ridiculously I was like man what? Are, like, you know the takers backstage oh, talking to him yeah about, for about sure Bob. So, but um I definitely saw this movie in theater rollerball we mm. talked uh, off air you know I don't think you you and I didn't see it together but I saw it with a couple of buddies uh, of ours and one that you actually saw recently but um this weekend but anyway crappy movie awful but I was such a mark I had to see Paul Heyman on the big screen man so cause he was in that movie
1: yeah, I think I was jealous back then that I couldn't go that night. But yeah, twenty years later, I feel okay about it. Still having <laughs> yeah, never I seen that you, movie,
0: I think you uh, you actually got the better end of that deal. <laughs>
1: so, How many disasters uh, would you give Rollerball for uh, out of five?
0: Oh, uh, four. Yeah, four. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A little it's entertainment. Not the worst it. thing I've ever seen. All right. So. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wouldn't have taken it out of the VCR player, or if I was, but there are movies I've taken out before. But I wouldn't take it out. Oh, for but yeah, sure, it's definitely, for sure. it's definitely crap. But um, anyway, they're they're in the house tonight, man, which is just awesome. So Angle comes out first for the match, and he's got the already got the you suck chance going, which I believe is thanks to Edge, if I'm not mistaken. He started that a little bit, and yeah. it leads into their hair versus hair match eventually. But um, so yeah, we got the you suck chance. Only two and a half years in the Angle's run, which is crazy to think about. He's, he's had that. He's had suck way more than he hasn't has had the suck chance. So pretty and funny. they will but, um, carry
1: on until his retirement here at WrestleMania this yeah. year. I'm sure. No doubt.
0: I mean, what if he wrestles Taker? I
1: kind of thought about that, man. Neither like, one of them
0: have a match. They don't <laughs> have a match?
1: I was kind of – I know I guess Cena has been – he's in something with Samoa Joe but yeah. honestly why not Cena at Angle that's where Cena that started cool. his career like it'd be cool if he retired Kurt Angle and it would. he could get a good match at Angle they would know <laughs> sure. how to work around each other I would kind of honestly rather see that
0: I'd take either one of those man it'd be fun so yeah uh, we'll see on the road rules WrestleMania what happens so but um Taker rides out here and uh he's you know he's doing his darndest to get booed but he's still getting getting cheered here but uh quadruple h is out next and uh followed by the rock and we get a really neat production shot i just want to put this over this shot is taker as i um, standing on the outside on the on the ground and the rock is up on the you know turnbuckle with his arm raised in the air but the camera comes like over taker's shoulder and you just kind of see from his perspective and he and the rock are staring at each other it's just really cool remind me of uh yeah. The No Mercy video game when uh, Triple ah, H and Rock yeah. Rock do that in the opening video. Oh man, yeah. I love that video! <laughs> yeah, cool stuff, man. But um, tag team specialist Taker is given pointers from the apron to Kurt Angle during the match, which is great, man. He's like, "Come <laughs> over here, Kurt." Tag. It's just so funny. Like Taker's, Taker's giving, they calling spots and giving the greatest pointers. tag wrestler of our generation. <laughs> Absolutely. Who knew, man? And uh, but Angle and Taker got a surprisingly great chemistry, man. Of course they do. Like, just imagine what could have been there, dude. Again, I've I've gone on a record saying I'm 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 all for like two singles guys just superstars tagging up just oh, yeah. because like that could've been fun. that um, and it been fun, man. Imagine
1: yeah. the vignettes backstage.
0: Oh <laughs> absolutely. All the stupid stuff they would do. It'd been like those strange bedfellows, like, you know, gimmicks. <laughs> It'd been hilarious. So anyway, but great match, man, it, as anyone would imagine with these four guys and uh got a little double down spot at the end and then angle and Triple H get the hot tags, and uh, Triple H comes in, knocks Taker over the top rope, and Angle kind of switches momentum, and they go back and forth, and then uh, he eats a pedigree, and then Taker slides in and nails Hunter with a chair, and that causes a DQ. So he then hits him in the head. You give him a little CTE for good measure, and then goes for it again, but the Rock saves him, saves Triple H, and knocks Taker over the top rope. So Rock goes to the outside and prepares the announce table for deletion, and Taker tries to do that um, Takerize. T- tries to take her as the rock, but mm-hmm. the rock winds up giving him the rock bottom through the announce table. So, so we don't, ha- we haven't seen Taker go through the announce table too much. Yeah, uh, here. Yeah. So um, he's a rock bottom to the announce table, and rock is just trash talking over him like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, in the middle of the ring, Angle won't let go of Triple H, his ankle lock. So yeah, that kind of they're building that story too. So anyway, it was it was a fun action, really good match, man. Man,
1: really that just good. goes to show you how great. Undertaker and Rock both are that they've kind of got a nothing feud here, and they're turning it into something. Like they're making it, making you care about it, even though it's it's not really about anything. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Undertaker's going to continue that on here. Raw four fifty four, February fourth, two thousand two, with another just fantastic backstage promo. This time with investigative journalist Michael Cole, who's trying to get Undertaker's reaction to getting put through a table by Rock on Thursday night and Undertaker just screams at him. My reaction. Who in the hell are you to ask me about what my reaction is? What business is yours? My reaction. (laughs) Undertaker's not feeling it, man. He, uh, He goes on to say that he can sense fear and he likes fear because fear and respect go hand in hand I believe Michael Scott once said something like that Um, I think so (laughs) I guess he was quoting The Undertaker apparently uh, Taker says he feels like The Rock disrespected him so tonight he's going to teach The Rock the meaning of the respect going to take him to school like we've been saying this whole time Mm. Uh, And apparently when he's done he's going to move on to Stone Cold Steve Austin after that as well so planting the seeds for something we'll see uh, in, in a few weeks eventually um and then Y2J, the undisputed champion, interrupts. Uh, he says, "No one respects the Undertaker more than I do, but tonight they're in a tag team match together and and he's going to have his back with him."
0: So this the same Y2J that on his debut night called out the Undertaker or the uh, I guess the that SmackDown called out Taker for being lazy and like stuttering and wow. going nowhere. Yeah. Kind of funny. funny. <laughs>
1: I wonder if Undertaker was remembering that in the back of his head.
0: Uh, probably so. <laughs> I don't think he forgets much.
1: Well, while Michael Cole's talking to them, Rock is talking to the coach. And Rock issues a challenge to Undertaker for No Way Out. And uh, he's says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it clear I don't answer to the Undertaker. I am not the Undertaker's champion. I am the people's champion. And so uh, Undertaker... Or, Uh, The Rock says he can either sing a verse of Viva Rock Vegas tonight, or he can spend some time prepping for his match. And He tells Coach that the choice is obvious. So he walks away, and Coach is trying to wrap things up, and Rock returns and just sends Coach away and does all his catchphrases as Coach (laughs) continues to be bullied on. There you go. As always. Uh, So the main event is Rock and Austin, and then... And uh, then Chris Jericho, having Undertaker join the Jericho Crews uh, on his team here in this main event. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, another fun tag team match here. It's pretty quick, but it's kind of just old school fun. They're brawling all over the place. Good TV main event. Uh, rock has Jericho pinned, but Taker pulls the ref out of the ring and uses a lead pipe on the rock. That biker pipe that we're going to see coming into play a lot here over the next few weeks, and Jericho gets the pin on the Rock before Austin can end up saving him. So building up the heat for both of these two major matches <clears> for <before throat> No
0: Way Out. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, that's going to carry us over to SmackDown 129 on February 7th, which O2, oh, which actually would have been filmed on your birthday, I guess. So
1: it would, yeah, what Tuesday. So.
0: Yeah, here's your birthday, SmackDown, right here. So, uh, Rock comes storming out to open up the show, which I just like that. You know, he's he's ticked off about what happened. He doesn't get his entrance where he's posing and smiling and kissing babies. It seems legit, you know, and we've talked about that ad nauseum here, but it's great. So, he calls out Taker and says he's going to show him some respect uh, in his match with Maven tonight. We'll have to wait. I guess Taker's supposed to have a match with Raven. Not Raven, excuse me, Maven. Too bad. But uh, Yeah, too bad. To Raven and Maven could have been a tag team. That would Ooh, been great. You
1: know that came up in creative, for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. Someone pitched that. Yeah. Well, instead of Taker coming out, Booker T interrupts. And he's like, I'll just challenge you to a match instead. <laughs> he's like, you know, we're you're talking about respect him. How about you respect me? So, long story short, The Rock wins after a spine buster in people's elbow. So, he doesn't even have the decency to hit him with a rock bottom. He hits him with the spine buster in people's elbow. But, hey. Like he's,
1: Who gets the last laugh here? Booker T's a two-time Hall of Famer, and The Rock's not even in there.
0: Hey, how about that? Isn't that that crazy? That's kind of crazy. That's crazy to think about. When are they going to induct Rock once he's president? That would be awesome. (laughs) They'll have two presidents in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, um, well, in a strange bit of uh, who saw this coming – Echoing back to what I said the other week when you said who should play Stone Cold, uh, Will Sasso is here from Mad TV <laughs> impersonating Stone Cold. So this is a strange build because we got Will Sasso and LL Cool J. A lot of stuff we've talked <laughs> about. The Maven pops up in real life at the same time we're talking about him on the show. So I'm not sure what's going on, uh, but it's, it's great. So The fates yeah, are aligning. It, it is, yeah. we got Will Sasso in the ring for a Stone Cold segment. So it has nothing to do with uh, – Taker, but I just wanted to mention that. So, backstage, uh, Al Snow's pumping up Maven for his uh, match. This is the
1: opportunity of a lifetime, and I don't want you to forget what Taker did to you last week. But don't let it affect you. Tonight is not a regular match. Tonight is a hardcore match. It's for the championship. Taker's a tough old dog, and it's his yard. I know. If he's gonna beat your ass, let him beat a man's ass. You understand? You do whatever you have to do, whatever it takes. No matter what happens, you no, know I'll always be proud of you. And, hey, if things go really bad. I've got the car
0: running. It's gassed up. I'll get you out of there as quick as I can and get you shoved in there, and we'll get you off to the hospital, okay? <laughs> yeah, not a lot of faith in his protege. Sorry, kid. Maven. Yeah, so Maven kind of gives him that, like, what? Look, like, you know, thanks, coach. But um, Maven comes out with Al Snow for his uh, hardcore title match, which, again, that's still – Taker still has the hardcore title at this point, so, um, and uh, I really just remember talk, thinking he was going to go somewhere in business back at this point. Uh, but again, his his theme music is overdub and it sucks. And uh, but you know you can you can hear it on last week's episode of talking Taker. But um, anyway, Taker comes out with a title uh, as his necklace again, and uh, we see a recap of what happened at the Rumble with that um, that uh, drop kick and then the attack with the chair and then. Uh, apparently, they say he gave Maven a bruised larynx on Raw a few weeks ago when he Takerized him. So. Ouch. Yeah, Did not uh, sure.
1: Did Taker have any teeth around his necklace either, or just the hardcore title?
0: <laughs> just the hardcore title. Okay. I didn't look close enough. It's not in high def, but maybe he had some teeth glued on to it. Yeah, it so. could have been. That thing probably has Mick Foley's teeth on it. So. <laughs> it might. <laughs> the one that went through his nose from Taker. So, um, it all comes full circle. It does. But, yeah, well... When the bell rings, Taker just shakes his head like he's a very disappointed father. He's looking at Maven across the ring and just like, oh, son, this is going to be bad. So, does he pull the straps but, uh, down
1: like a disappointed no, he father? <laughs> he,
0: he, he did not you know, invoke the mating ritual here. No, he's not, not ready for that. So, But uh, Maven does duck a clothesline, and then uh, Al Snow slides him in a trash can lid, and he uses it on Taker's head. But, man... They sounded good, but they look like crap. Those trash can lids are so... Bad. Oh
1: yeah.
0: You and I used to use those, uh, like uh, aluminum pie pans, little,
1: <laughs> uh, little cookie
0: not, turkey like the, turkey basting pans. Yeah, like so we'd use those too. Pan. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. But um, he uses Alan Taker's head, and then Cole, and probably which uh, a true statement, uh, truer than the fact that you know the statement they made last week about the biggest <laughs> the biggest announcement of all time. Uh, this is a big announcement. He says that Taker's the most vile, destructive, hardcore champion that we've ever had. So, Oh, yeah. I wouldn't argue probably, that at all. Yeah, I, I'd say, you know, um, definitely the dirtiest, nastiest. So, um, Well, um, <clears throat> there's a trash can thrown in. Taker just punches it right into Maven. And I think Al Snow mm-hmm. throws it in, and he just punches it right at Maven. And King's like, is this a, is this a handicap match? I'm not sure because Al Snow seems to be helping a lot. And, no DQs. Well, it is strange because it seems like Taker's the face here and the heels are, you know, working over him, but they're not. But it is an unfair advantage. But, um, and the crowd's even cheering on Taker in this match, which is kind of strange. Wow. But, yeah. But, um, Maven does get busted open, I'm assuming the hard way, and Snow comes in to help him interfere. And then Maven comes off the top rope, but gets caught by the goozle. And, uh, it's, Taker hits a chokeslam, but then, you know, as, uh, go ahead and mark your bingo up because he, he's going to pull him up at two, the two count. Of course, inflict a little bit more punishment on this young rookie. Locks him in to take take her care of business. Mm. As he does that, the Rock knows the end is near, so he comes in with a chair, uh, nails Taker with it, and hits a rock bottom, and walks out. And as he does that, Maven is just does such a good sell job of slowly rolling over, covering him. Uh, which is very uh, – someone that's green probably would have rushed you to thought so, but they they might have practiced this or something. I don't know. But he takes his time and sells the drama of it, which is really cool. And he puts his arm over Taker and uh, gets the three count, becomes a new WWF Hardcore Champion.
1: Wow. Maven getting a pin on The Undertaker now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it crazy.
1: Took three guys, but still.
0: Yeah. It's, it's huge. Did. Still a big deal. And uh which is cool but, uh, he does get the win, but Taker kicks out at three point one, which is cool because in this respect it's you know, he's not he's still giving that rub to Maven but he's showing that, you know, he's not uh, he's still pretty in, you know, yeah. invulnerable, you know, he's kicking out at three point one and um, It makes perfect you know, like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. There are times when that's okay, you know. Um, but the psychology says he shouldn't have been beaten by a rookie, but it's a really good storytelling. And I just write, Taker's a true pro, man, like the way he kicked out right there, but you know, still put the guy over. So it's just really cool. But later on, coach catches up with the rock, uh, as he's about to get in his limo and coach uh, says, so now are you guys even? And rock's like, even, you know, you take, he take your type from behind with, or excuse me. As he says, are they even, Taker then attacks him from behind with, like, this tremendous intensity. He just comes oh, yeah. out of nowhere, beating the snot out of the rock, and choke slams him on the hood of the limo, then takes him to the roof of the limo, and in what I can only describe as a scene from one of the SmackDown video games, gives him a tombstone nice. on top of the limo. Yeah. And then uh, he goes, we ain't even! And then the rock's selling that tombstone there, because apparently a tombstone on a car hurts worse than... You know, in the ring.
1: Dude, I feel like if it hurts anybody worse, it's probably the Undertaker laying with his knees on the top of a car. (laughs) God damn, man.
0: Exactly. I can't imagine. So, uh, really cool scene there. Just the intensity of Taker here is is off the charts, man. It's awesome. And um, later on, we see paramedics tending to rock and putting a neck brace on him and he's getting on a gurney and he's going to go to a local medical facility here. So, really just amping this rivalry up. You know, taking it to the next level. Again, like you said, kinda of making chicken salad out of chicken crap here, you know.
1: And is this the only the second time we've seen him do a tombstone? He did it on Survivor series against Shane McMahon, yeah. but only the second time since he's come back as biker taker. We've seen a yeah. tombstone.
0: In wow. almost two years, yeah. Crazy.
1: That's well, crazy. Uh let's roll into the go home show here on our go home week, raw episode four fifty five on February eleventh. Kind of playing off what you just said, with the Undertaker getting a big pop, he gets a huge pop right into the arena here uh, to kick off the episode (laughs) of Raw. Uh, It's a really hot crowd. I also noticed, I don't know where this arena is in Arkansas, I don't remember seeing it before, but it's got to be one of the smallest I've seen them run in a long time, since like 95, 96. I think it's only just one bowl, like one level. It doesn't seem to be an upper level in there. and. Uh, but the sound quality in there is great because this crowd is all the way live, dude. It's pretty great.
0: Uh, I wonder if that's the arena that uh, – remember that infamous stuff with uh, DX in Arkansas where they wound up just canning the match and walking to the back because oh. they, like, they started riding and stuff? Yeah, it could I wonder be. wonder if the same arena because I know it was a pretty small place. But anyway, we'll have to do some research and see. So. Well, they're, they're into Undertaker in Undertaker dinner. They? So. No,
1: they're not. It's not a common place for them to go. Yeah. Um, well, they're kind of backwards here as they're cheering for Taker and even he's yeah. taken—he's kind of taken aback by it, and he opens up his promo <laughs> like, "Now that's what I call an ovation right there." And <laughs> they cheer for him, and Taker says, "You know, I didn't know what to expect when I came out here tonight, but you people appreciate the man who finally shut the Rock up," and that gets the crowd to turn on him, and uh, they hate there on him know. for dissing on the Rock. Uh, Taker says, when they, when they boo him after that, he's like, "That's more what I expected from this backwoods, disrespectful hillbilly crowd." Uh, just <laughs> Austin was a master in the crowd, but Undertaker was great at it, too. Oh, yeah. uh, he gets drowned out with rocky chants and recasts what happened on SmackDown. And then in a fantastic moment, Undertaker promises that the beatings will continue until he teaches the rock respect. And he says, I ain't no Aretha Franklin, so I won't be singing it. But then he immediately goes back on his word <laughs> and says, I will continue to beat the word respect into the rock's head until he sings R E S P E C T. Take her, that's what you mean to me.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That is awesome.
1: Rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear The Undertaker
0: no. quote that
1: song, but there it I'm is.
0: Jokingly been quoting it these last two weeks. Oh, yeah. On, uh, but here it is. Take care of business right there, man. Take
1: care of business, available at tpublic.com, TCB. I literally just
0: got an email that mine's on the way. <laughs> there you go, man. We're talking.
1: <laughs> T-shirt, tank top, hoodie. We've got a couple of you guys already support the show and pick one of those up, so we do appreciate that and love it. Uh, you can get any of our shirts out there. You can get the Take or Easy shirt, too, which uh, I have not yet changed the date on it. It still says 1990 to 2018, but so far yeah, that's a, still accurate. collector's
0: item, then. <laughs> well,
1: he hasn't wrestled in 2019 yet, so that's true. I'm not going to change it until he does. Exactly. And I it's, it's still accurate. Uh, anyway, the... Uh, the nature boy interrupts the undertaker singing we're not going to get a full concert like we did with rock and austin a couple months no, ago <laughs> like, like to hear undertaker karaoke but uh flair comes out he says undertaker you used to be the most respected man in the business but with what you did to the rock on smackdown you have lost everyone's respect and undertaker doesn't take that too kindly He's like who are you to disrespect me and Flair says, well, I'm the 50% owner of this company. That's who. And Undertaker says, well, when the real owner gives him the word, I'm going to bust your butt. And Flair says, well, until that happens, i got to give you some bad news. And the first part being is that The Rock is going to be at no way out, and he's going to bring everything he's got to the dead man. And in even worse news, tonight, Undertaker is going to have to go one-on-one with Stone Cold Steve Austin. man. Planting Another the so seeds. Another one of those, <laughs> and they're planting the seeds for Undertaker and Ric Flair next month at yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. Slowly building up to that. Also on this episode of SmackDown, we we see a commercial for No Way Out, and they're using that "The End Is Here" song, The Doors parody song yeah. that they've used. Uh, at, at this point, I just had to note that apparently the end has been here about half a dozen times already in what? WWF history because they've <laughs> and used and that years. song for about six different pay-per-views already.
0: They really have started at Armageddon '99, I think, and then used it like five times since then. It's crazy.
1: The end keeps on coming. Yep. Dude, speaking of music, I, I had to ask you this. I have not stopped thinking about it since last week. Do you do you really not like ELO? no what what my like? top 10 favorite bands what's there like mr blue sky evil woman telephone line evil woman. That's fine. freaking great jeff lynn is an icon man
0: absolutely without question <laughs> elo oh
1: my god you i don't just I feel pay betrayed in our friendship right now
0: I'm. i'm just Kid and I really no you're care. not careless i really don't know much of what they sing, saying honestly oh, unbelievable, i just man. like the name i just like the name
1: this reminds me of when you told me that you secretly collected pokemon cards by my back <laughs> all these years <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to think
0: it's like a decade ago i'm just kidding more than that <laughs> i did yeah i did turn it hurts up. my I did, heart uh, i did it was like someone spray painting nwo on your back after like they beat you down you
1: K-faved <laughs> yeah. your pokemon addiction
0: I did. I did. I was embarrassed by it. You were. I mean, didn't reveal my true colors to my best friend until much later.
1: I believe. You took me
0: back. I appreciate it, man.
1: I did. I was. Thanks for I,
0: looking past that. I was
1: shocked. Still am. But uh, you were the bigger man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, after another great what promo from Austin talking about being in a dry county in Arkansas, uh, we get to take an Austin main of event. Of course, it's it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, And it's, of course, a typical great Undertaker and Austin TV match. Um, Jericho ends up attacking Austin as he's making his entrance. Then Undertaker picks him apart on the outside, tosses him in the ring, it officially starts. Uh, It's a short match, but I tell you what, man, the pop when Austin hits the stunner on Undertaker, it is electric. The crowd is all the way live, and... Uh, Jericho ends up interfering again before the match is over, gets the disqualification win for Austin, and Taker gets in a couple more parting shots and lets Jericho finish off Austin, and Jericho gets Austin's cooler out and drinks a bunch of his beers and sets up their match going oh, into yeah. uh, into the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I forgot about him drinking all those beers, so that's funny. Um, well, yeah, there you go. No rock there, but... That's what it is. So
1: yeah, selling um, that beat down. selling from...
0: that, yeah, beat down from last Thursday. So that brings us to this Thursday. SmackDown 130 on Valentine's Day. Man, I'm getting all the theme <laughs> shows. You really are. What's... I was got Christmas and Thanksgiving and Valentine's. Uh, there's no uh, like. Uh... It's no edible
1: underwear match or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Darn it. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. No, there's no uh Rose on a pole match or anything like that. So probably because yeah. they
1: were worried about what happened on Raw the, the night before when Triple H and Stephanie had their renewed their wedding vows and uh something popped up or, or popped out during that match. Yes. <laughs> something that did. To again. It
0: was uh a little breezy in that arena that night, so oh, yeah.
1: It's a great Whoa. moment for Fifteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old me, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, Valentine's for all We got Vince and Stephanie starting the show, and they eventually get to the point of they're going to make Taker or Triple H's life a living hell starting tonight. He's going to tag with Maven against Taker and Kurt Angle. So mm. she also promises that uh, a Valentine's Day surprise before the night is over, um, which I guess she gave it to us. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Steph. <laughs> Well, if that wasn't a surprise, then what could <laughs> <laughs> we can top that? Yeah. Or not top that? <laughs> um. Anyway, well, Vince is on the phone with Hulk Hogan later on. Okay, and uh, yeah, and he, Taker walks in the in the room, and he's like, "I gotta go, I gotta go." And Taker's like, "What's up, boss?" Which is just funny <laughs> to hear him say because he's definitely pulled a one eighty here since uh, summer or since not SummerSlam Survivor Series. Um, Taker's complimenting Stephanie as well. He's like, "Oh, you're looking nice tonight." So um, he tells Vince, "You know, don't worry about the tag match tonight." You know, and he says, "Are you enjoying how quiet it's been today?" And uh, Vince is like, "Well, if you ever notice it, wherever you walk, it's quiet." <laughs> and Vince, is, Taker's like, "Yeah, you're actually kind of right." And he says, um, um, "It's because Rock isn't here. And if he shows up, in no way out. It'll be quiet around here for a long time." you know saying's going to put him out for good Ooh. and um he says tonight you know i'm going to bust up maven and triple h and uh at this point angle walks in and says he's going to give the jerk that jerk triple h what's coming for him goes on and on about what he's going to do to triple h and taker and uh as he's going excuse me as he's talking about what he's going to do triple h taker says go on boy tell it like it is <laughs> it's so yes. funny i love it man and uh Tager's Tager tells Stephanie, he's like, Why don't you want your damn body part, and you tell you tell it to me in angle, and we're gonna bring it to you on a silver platter. Mm.
1: Yes. I'm gonna shatter his dreams of becoming undisputed champion.
0: Oh yes! Yes! Man. Yes! You know what, Kurt? I don't even care if Triple H makes it to no way out. He might not. I want the two of you to rip Triple H apart from limb to limb. You got it. You're so violent. But I tell you what. You tell me what body parts you want, and I'll make sure Kurt and I bring it to you on a silver platter. Oh, it's true. Well, then seeing as how it's Valentine's Day, yeah. I want you to bring me his heart. That's what it is. We can do that. Huh. <laughs> so, um...
1: She didn't request any teeth, though.
0: No, 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 no teeth. That would have been fantastic, though. So, um... Maybe for Christmas, he makes, like, uh, garland out of, like, teeth. And uh, like they used to put popcorn on there That's <laughs> kindergarten. Hey, Taker di- has a tooth collection.
1: I'm disturbed by that. <laughs> I mean, his brother's supposed um, to be the dentist I'm sure anyway. they'll do
0: his team song, too, Disturbed. That's true. That's true. Um, well, Taker comes out on his motorcycle for the tag team match. Golly, he's in a lot of tag team matches in this build here. Tag team specialist, baby. Exactly. Uh, Angle's out next And then the WWF hardcore champion Maven comes out uh, Without his cool team Again Uh, Triple H is out next And um, Again I want to mark your Bingo card Because Taker attacks Maven from behind In the aisle As he's waiting For Triple H to come down Taker beats him up So Getting that uh, That fight off Before the match even starts So um, He takes Maven out By throwing him Into the stairs And then Ripping the title Off his waist And he just Throws it And he hits him with it And he throws it away and then uh, Taker rolls Triple H in the ring so they can start their match. And um, commentary is really putting over right now how Taker's been is doing the bidding for Vince. This is again going to set up that whole Ric Flair storyline. Right. Yep. So, really playing up how he and Vince are buddy buddy. So, eventually the match breaks down and uh, Maven regains consciousness and hits Angle with a spinning wheel kick or spinning heel kick and a German suplex. But then, in this weird error, they're all like fighting outside. And when Taker gets back up on the apron, he gets up on like the face side of the camera. Mm-hmm. Like they they start off on the heel side, like tag in the bottom right corner. But then when he gets back up, he's in the top left corner, which is just hilarious. Because then Triple H and is on and Maven are in the 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 baby fa- or in the heel corner as baby faces. It's just. It's a weird error that they they all make, and I guess it's decide to go with it. So it's kind of funny though; it makes the match uh, a little different. You're not used to watching the heels watching their face reaction. That's the whole point of why up does that way. You get the baby faces on the you know the, the side of the camera to, to to show the the drama of the match.
1: It, it kind of makes sense because Triple H is so used to being a heel. And I undertaker not exactly. used to be the face, but exactly. I'll be honest with you, man. Until you started bringing that up like a few episodes ago or something else I literally did not know that was ever oh, really? a thing in wrestling oh yeah no oh <laughs> I've never yeah, noticed a, that
0: there's a reason for everything Vince does man and that's that's definitely one of those man if you hmm. go back and watch I don't know I don't, I can't attest to that in the 80s or really early 90s yeah I'm sure there's some exceptions back,
1: every once in a while
0: yeah as far as I remember back though that's definitely the faces are always facing the camera and the heels have their back to the camera when it comes to tag team matches so um Anyway, um, Taker takes out Maven and uh, prepares to announce table for deletion and then hits a last ride through the announce table, Wow! which is, yeah, just wicked. Um, Taker saves Angle and then is about to hit a pedig- or get a pedigree when Angle hits Triple H with a chair causing a DQ, so lots of DQs going on in these tag matches. Um, Choke slammed the Triple H after the match and Angle beats on him and Taker instructs him, he's like, pick him up, pick him up. And he talks smack in his face, and he's about to hit him with a chair. And Ric Flair runs down and takes the chair away. Ooh, that's where it all started. Rick it Flair is. And Triple is uh, <laughs> evolution. Yeah, look at that. I don't know what if we did. can take
1: that leap yet.
0: I'm just kidding, though. So. But um, Ric Flair runs down and saves Triple H, and uh, Angle Angle tries to hold Taker back from attacking Flair, but Taker pushes him aside and boots Ric Flair in the face. So he's about to hit a last ride on Ric Flair, which probably would have murdered him. And uh, Vince and Stephanie come out, and they're like, "No, no, no, not at the moment." He says, "You know, I want Flair to make it to No Way Out, so I can so he can see the poison of the NWO on on Sunday." Did Vince really say, "Not at the moment"? He said, and I quote, "Not at the moment." Such I, a Vinceism! Oh, absolutely <laughs> to say that at that time. Absolutely not at the moment, Take it, Yeah, it's <laughs> no one talks like that. No. no one talks like anyone on on wrestling television. So. I heard the word coward more times on Monday Night Raw legit in 2019 <laughs> this week than I have in my entire life, but no one says that word. Anyway, Taker slings flare like a sack of potatoes, and he kicks Triple H, and then uh, he holds Triple H's head back, and Stephanie tells him that she's going to be the guest referee for his number one contender match against Angle on Sunday. So then Angle nails him with a headshot, and uh, and uh, he invents um, – or excuse me, he and – Triple H or Vince's new henchman, basically, is what we're going to see there. Okay, okay. Anyway, that ends the show. and it takes us to No Way Out. So.
1: That's it, man. No Way Out. NWO 2002. How perfect that it worked out that way. Just another <clears throat> moment of perfect wrestling timing. February 17th, 2002 from the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow. Just an iconic wrestling ability right there,
0: <laughs> so many great matches from the Bradley Center. What better place to
1: have the n w o return I
0: mean <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie man. that definitely has something to do with it. like when they come out at the beginning, it's like this crowd is dead, like I don't know. Crowd sucks this whole night, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yep, you know that's one of those things. As Snake bit from the start, and you know they really don't have much interaction with the Undertaker while they're the NWO. Of course, Hogan is going to interact with Undertaker here in a couple months, but you know, so we won't talk about them too much. But I mean, it certainly was a historic moment to see these guys. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Literally a moment you thought you would never see. Yeah. Uh, not just them as the NWO, but for them to come back at all to the WWF after all right. of the Monday Night war It was it was crazy, man. It was certainly it was. something that everyone was talking about back then.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have this on tape or DVD or whatever, man. It's just because it was so iconic. I, I love the thought of it. So, um, That's interesting, yeah, man. Weird, man.
1: I had never seen this pay-per-view until we watched it. I've never seen... I've seen The Rock in his interaction with the NWO. That's the only thing of substance I've ever seen from this show. Uh Exactly. (laughs) I I was excited for these guys to come back, but the whole NWO thing, I thought, was just kind of lame. Like, it just never thought it was a good idea for them to be the NWO no. and the WWF. And it's from the get-go. It's just weird. They're not the NWO that they used to be. And it it never nope. clicks.
0: Nope. It never does. And it's one of those uh, events tried and didn't stick. And he's going to blame it on the fact that it's like from the stench at WCW, like the invasion probably. No. But no, it's a bad execution on your part, pal. Yeah.
1: It could have worked. <laughs> but yeah. the way that you did it didn't work.
0: Yeah. Just like ECW version, of the Dota-E version of ECW. It <laughs> yep. worked, but it didn't. Nope. No. Anyway, well, we got J.R. and King on commentary again, which is always music to my ears. So
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: after the first match here on on No Way Out, we get Ric Flair's interview by uh, investigative journalist Michael Cole backstage, and he's going on about how there's a line of superstars in the back, willing to show uh, what respect really is and then suddenly Taker walks by and he interrupts him he's like <laughs> so what now you an authority on respect too maybe you shouldn't worry about keeping your eye on the NWO you should worry about who's keeping their eye on you and then Flair's like oh, that would be you and Taker says I suppose you're right gives you something to think about and then he just shoves a mic into Flair's chest and walks away So,
1: I love that Ric Flair's just cutting a promo and he says the word respect and taker walks by, he's like...
0: With an earshot. Yeah.
1: Somebody say something about respect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> oh. Supersonic
1: hearing for Ooh, that word.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Somebody say something about respect. Oh, man. So uh, good.
1: We get a promo from The Rock, too, uh, setting yeah. up this match, talking to the coach. and uh, This is, I guess... Um, yeah, he's he's talking to Coach about his condition after being tombstone on the limousine, and Rock, yeah. of course, you know, great promo here. Talks about uh, sitting at home thinking about one thing, whooping that candy, you know what, all over mm-hmm. Milwaukee, and tells the Undertaker that tonight he will be exactly what he says he is, dead man walking.
0: Always good. <clears throat> always, <clears throat> always good. good. Yeah well this match is third from the top right under angle and triple h and then jericho austin match so you know honestly it's pretty much the third important most you know most important so i thought it was about right placement for it so it seems like it's in the middle of the card though this out time wise because of how long these last matches are but it is third from the top
1: we'll call it the top of the middle
0: sure Top of the middle of the card. It's a, it's a notch up from the hardcore title.
1: It is. Yes. And, you know, they, they kind of booked the show as almost a triple main event. I think – Yeah. I want to say all three of those matches are, like, on the cover of the poster or something like that. Yeah. So um, They
0: definitely are the next year on No Way Out.
1: Yeah. Well, they, uh Undertaker. We do get a video package recap and everything, which gives it a little more importance, feeling like for this match. And mm-hmm. Undertaker arrives first, driving the motorcycle through the entryway, which is composed of eighteen wheelers. So I guess that's a little mm-hmm. ironic.
0: <laughs> is it? What do hey, you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little too ironic. Um, man, it's he gets a lot of cheers though. Uh, he does less less of a pop than normal, but a lot of cheers. But I just wrote, man, it's. That sucky crowd, man, in Milwaukee. They sucked. This it's night. not the
1: best, and no offense to Randy Turco, who was there in the arena. Yeah. We'll talk about that here at the end, but yeah, it's not the best crowd for tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is about that, but anyway, but in a fantastic change of pace, when the Rocks music hits, he comes like a meatloaf, bat out of hell, sprinting <laughs> to the ring. And that is how you start a grudge match. You oh, know? yeah. You slam me on the limo and you tombstone me on a limo. I'm not getting my poses in. I'm running to you and attacking you. That's what happened here. It's awesome.
1: Take notes, kids. This is how it's done.
0: Yeah,
1: he might as well have been the ultimate warrior running out there, booking (laughs) it out to the ring and that's what the Undertaker has done many times as well so it's cool to see the reversal of that as Brock is just a house of fire starting things off, punches and clotheslines and uh, getting this match started, getting it underway, it's a real fight Um, Undertaker fins him off at the beginning, gets a big boot and then, man, I guess that's three letters down, down on the bingo card as he gets a quick two count Right here to start things off,
0: Undertaker Yeah, guys. absolutely. Yeah, I guess a quick cover. You know, like we said, always going for that and make it seem real. But it's neat, though, because commentary is putting over how, you know, Taker wasn't ready for The Rock to bum rush him, you know, like that. He wasn't. He's off his game a little bit. I just love the JR's, you know, storytelling psychology there. It's just good stuff. But then The Rock hits a ugly swinging neckbreaker. Ooh. Like, it's, it's like one Maven would have hit, man. It's bad. So.
1: I think Jr. even says, oh, he didn't, didn't get all of that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But then Taker knocks him down, puts the boots to him, and then starts choking him on that middle rope. You know, just good heel tactics, dirty heel stuff. So.
1: Yeah, Taker's doing some slow, methodical offense, hitting those <laughs> shots and laying him in on the rock, working him over. Does the referee intimidation, another bingo mark on there, it sends Kyoto flying out of the ring. Exactly.
0: <laughs> He's so scared he has to get out of the ring. Absolutely. Or if you just let him punch you, you just disqualify him. <laughs> just a thought.
1: Uh, Undertaker hits a big sidewalk slam, gets a two count on Undertaker. Oh, excuse me, on the rock. And then yeah. uh, slows things down with a little chin lock.
0: Yep, a little rear chin lock and a little Randy Orton special here. Um, but again, it works when you're a heel and you're doing it. It it gets good heat. People boo you. They They think it's lazy and lame, but... It's not. It's good stuff. And uh Rock's trying to fight out, but Taker's hitting him with – um Taker's hitting him and ske- finally – excuse me. Finally, Rock does get out of it, though, and Taker gets hung up in the ropes when he tries to big boot the Rock who moves, and Taker kind of crotches himself on the top rope, and then Rock just knocks him over to the outside, which is kind of neat. Yeah. A neat little spot there.
1: Yeah. Allows the Rock to take over and slam Undertaker into the stairs and around the announce table and, and- – Bring that hardcore style back to the Undertaker.
0: Yeah, and King on commentary right here. He's like, you know, because Jr. keeps talking about respect, 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 and then King's like, well, I don't know about that Booger Red term. That seems like it lacks a little bit of respect. <laughs> Which I agree. I agree.
1: I love that King would not let that go. Cause no, it's... not to spoil stuff for next week, but he keeps on him about it during the WrestleMania match.
0: <laughs> oh, oh man, it's great. And, uh, well, as they're around the Spanish announce table and preparing it for a deletion, Taker fights back and he looks at it. And King says, he's looking at that table like J.R. would look at a buffet table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't have Paul Bearer uh-huh. to pick on anymore. So exactly. So got to go after J.R. Exactly. Undertaker selling during this is great, too. I love his oh, heel yeah. selling where he's just kind of like dazed and confused and shadow boxing yeah. and doesn't know where he is. He does that a lot here and... Uh, it's it's really cool. Something different from him.
0: Yeah, it's great, man.
1: Uh, Undertaker repays the favor to Rock and crushes him on the guardrail. And then Undertaker goes and sits on the stairs uh, across from him and trash talks Rock because <laughs> he takes a little breather.
0: <laughs> Time to get a breather. Yeah, he gets a little breather and sits there. And it's funny because at this point, Mike Kyoto rolls out and he's like, you got a 10 count. And uh, he's just kind of notifying them that there are rules and Taker rolls in the <laughs> ring and rolls back out and I do love the attention to yes. the detail of the rules there it's always appreciate come back that later and not matter a lick but yeah. right there at least it was nice and then of course check your bingo well again because they're going to battle off into the crowd Ooh, I think got we got that. bingo now I think so that's B-S-T-A-K-E-R that's bingo yep <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway oh that's man I just can't stop thinking about Taker bingo now
1: (laughs) we gotta play sometime
0: I I wanna sing the song
1: T-A-K-E-R
0: anyway um, (laughs) I do have three children but they're in the crowd you know and then Taker or Rock reverses an Irish whip and throws Undertaker into like a door it's like a door to the concourse yeah and then (laughs) they're fighting there and Taker, like, grabs him in a headlock and they just loop in one door and out the other. And it's just <laughs> a hilarious spot. It's, he just walks in and walks back out. It doesn't do anything to him. I loved it. Um,
1: it's like that uh, Grandpa Simpson gif where he just walks yes. in one door, puts his hat on, yes. and walks back out.
0: <laughs> exactly. Gets a hat. Yep. Exactly. Real-life like
1: version of that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, you know, even though they're fighting in the crowd, they're hitting all these classic spots, this crowd is... They're polite, I would say, but they're just not going crazy for this match. Yeah, you know, they're not exactly. totally dead, but they're not no. as live as you would think they would be here.
0: Right, especially a wrestling hotbed like Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just cheese drunk, man. Who knows? It
1: could have been too many cheese curds. Yeah. Um, that, like I said, they're hitting all the classic spots, but as they fight back towards the towards ringside, King actually reminds the guys like guys, you haven't used the Spanish announce table yet. You set it all up and you had not used it yet. <laughs> <laughs> not one to forget it's right about right over it. there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. It's so good. Oh,
1: I miss the king. I know. I missed having him around.
0: I hope he calls a match at Mania this year. But, <sighs>
1: That'd be nice. Uh, Maybe on the pre-show.
0: Yeah, it'd be good. Um, well, later on, after this, they make their way back to ringside and Taker puts him in the ring and elbows him multiple times and then leg drops him on the back of the head on the apron, which is becoming a signature spot two um he then gets in the ring and covers him for three different two counts so he would have beaten him twice there six <laughs> but he only had three different two counts so but then he's gonna lock on another rear chin lock
1: yeah rock is doing a lot of selling <laughs> in this match he's certainly the baby face in peril here uh he fights out gets a few hope spots in and taker hits the uh Taker reverses the running DDT that the Rock does, and Undertaker hits his DDT, and mm-hmm. uh, Taker only gets a two count for that, and then does something really random here as he takes a page out of Christian's book and starts throwing a tantrum yeah. in the middle of the ring.
0: Dude, I did not remember him doing that at all, <laughs> no. man. He's like a baby. Yeah, it's just like Christian. Like it's hilarious. What a heel. He starts throwing a little temper tantrum there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I did not. We've never seen him do that, you know. No, I don't know if we ever see it since then. (laughs) No, probably not. He's probably that was was too much. That was too much. Probably. (laughs) Well, after that tantrum, The Rock's gonna Irish whip uh, Taker, who's gonna who's gonna reverse it into a bear hug, which Mm. I just wrote. I don't recall seeing that in a long time. He used to do it way back in his early days. But I don't remember. Do you remember saying that in a long time? The bear the hug. The
1: last <laughs> one I remember was WrestleMania 13 when he locked it in right. on Sid for yeah. like half of that match. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's true. He does not it pull it out years. too much. Yeah, I like it though. I like a good bear hug. Oh yeah,
0: exactly. Well, the Rock is fading. The crowd sucks. Uh, the Rock is down his knees in the bear hug. The crowd's just not. This is the part where you're supposed to get into it. You start clapping. You start cheering. You start doing what you're supposed to do as the crowd, and they're just not really. And there's about nine people chanting, Rocky, Rocky. And yeah. it's just, I was so depressed by this crowd. So.
1: Well, they finally start to get into it here after that <laughs> yeah. because they do uh, – Rocky hits a jump in clothesline when he fights out of the bear hug. They do a double down, and that's when people start yeah. stomping their feet and really starting to get into these guys. They get up, start – trading punches again. Rock gets the better of it. He's finally firing on offense. Hits his DDT, gets a kip up, and uh, spine yeah. on the pine, people's elbow. Now the crowd is really starting to feel like the Rock might be able to score a win over the Undertaker here.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, all that those good offensive moves there, him kipping up and the spine on the pine and all that stuff. But as he goes to people's elbow, Taker gets up and grabs him by the guzzle and uh, in order to get out of this uh, Rock just kicks him uh, which JR says, you know, we kicked him right in the death valley. There it which, is. There it is, man. Thank you so much JR for the shout out. So, we love it. So, but it is right in front of the ref. Mike Kyota is staring at him and how is it not a DQ? You want to enforce a 10 count on the outside, but you don't. That's not a DQ. I just well, uh, playing
1: fast and loose after Undertaker intimidated him.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, Taker does reverse Irish whip into a choke slam, and he's he's exhausted, but he eventually covers Rock, but only gets a two count. Good psychology there, and now he's just frustrated. So, instead of throwing temper tantrum, he's going to resort to something else. Yeah, he's going to go over to his
1: security blanket, aka okay, his motorcycle, and hop on there and get some comfort. And uh, King saying, "Oh my God, he's going to run over the Rock," and Jr. is <laughs> like, "That's impossible. He's in the ring." <laughs> King says, "We can just pop a wheelie." So <laughs> that's
0: how that works. King, yeah.
1: King, this is a video game here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, really though, really, Undertaker is going down there to grab his motorcycle pipe, uh, and not smoking pipe, just a lead pipe on the right. back of a motorcycle. Right. And old is down there to try to stop him again. And Taker's like tells him to shut up, shoves him down. Yeah, <laughs> the Referee goes down, and that's going to allow the nature boy, the dirtiest player in the game, to come out and try
0: to save the day. At this point, is Mike Kyoto the conscience of the WWF? But
1: He's kind of taken over, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah. Someone
0: has to fill that void. You're right. I mean, he's taken over. But, yeah, <laughs> like you said, Ric Flair comes comes down and to stop him, and he, he pulls him down, and uh, he punches Taker, and then mm. just woo, chops him, man. It's great stuff. But then Taker retaliates by giving him the old big boot.
1: Yeah, poor Flair, man. Those chops don't do anything. They don't phase Undertaker. He knocks him down, gets in the ring with his pipe, but Rock ducks the pipe, hits the Spinebuster, and then into that uh, Scorpion King Deathlock sharpshooter there in the ring. It's ugly as ever. And uh, Again, Mike Kyoto doesn't seem to care that there's a giant lead pipe in the middle of the ring for some reason as he gets back in there.
0: No, he doesn't care. He comes to, and as he does, though, Vince runs down and gets on the apron to distract. And thank God he didn't tear his quads there. But, um...
1: <laughs> I guess he warmed up this time.
0: Yeah. The Rock lets go of the deathlock and runs over, and he just rope-a-dopes Vince over the top oh, of the Oh, my man. God. <laughs> like a rag. surprised he didn't tear
1: his quad on that.
0: Exactly. Or his larynx or something, man. Yeah, it's crazy. He starts punching away at Vince, and the rest dealing with Vince and Taker, uh, gets Rock up on his shoulder at this point, like he's going to go for maybe a power slam or a tombstone, we don't know. But as he does, Ric Flair rolls in and nails Taker with the lead pipe, the dirtiest player in the game. That's right.
1: That's going to allow the Rock to seize the day, hit the rock bottom, and pick up the win here.
0: Carpe diem. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, rock bottom, one, two, three. 2, at 17 minutes and 25 seconds.
1: Yeah, kind of a long match here.
0: It didn't feel that long. I don't recall it feeling that long, though, no. but... Flair is going
1: to woo and strut and pose up the ramp as The Rock poses as well. And always a big win anytime you get a pinfall (laughs) over The Undertaker, even where there's interference involved. But Undertaker saves a little face. And it's all really setting up to WrestleMania anyway.
0: Yeah. This is basically the fast lane of back in the day. It doesn't really mean anything. The current pay per view, the family pay per view, doesn't mean anything usually. But, um, uh jr kind of encapsulates this match by saying well it wasn't pretty but it was a physical match so they <laughs> just took the words right out of my fingertips as i was typing here <laughs> yeah
1: that's about how i feel with it too it was it was okay you know the uh the last five minutes or so were kind of fun sure the rest of it you know i was telling you yesterday when we were talking i watched this like a week ago and i before we were about to record i was like i completely forgot everything that happened in this match (laughs) so thank god i took notes for it because that's kind of how i felt about it so i would not say that you need to go out of your way to watch this match at all
0: yeah no the storytelling is good with the vince flair interference and stuff and the psychology makes sense to to lead to wrestlemania but yeah, yeah the match itself is it fine it's not their best one they've had um at all it's not their worst probably but Um, I don't know. It is what it is. Don't go out your way, but yeah.
1: And it is setting up for something a lot more fun next week as we will keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride and talk about WrestleMania X8, WrestleMania 18, whatever you want to call it, and The Undertaker taking on rick flair the nature boy seeking revenge for everything that's going on here trying to make rick flair respect him in a match that so many people love has such a great reputation such great history me too we're gonna revisit it here and see if it holds up see if it's as great as we all remember it and we will see if the undertaker can take his streak to 10 and 0 and join the 10 club
0: absolutely i'm rocking my Tin club shirt right now yes, we you uh, are we actually got to watch this match together uh at your house that's right so. first wrestlemania we ever watched together yeah. i'm sure we'll
1: talk about that next yeah. week uh but before we do get there before you join us for that we want to hear your opinions on this match on undertaker versus the rock is it a forgotten classic in your opinion or is it lost to time because it just doesn't hold up all that well is there a reason why people don't talk about it that much let us know hit us up on twitter instagram or facebook at talking taker we love interacting with all you fellow creatures of the nights out out there it is the most fun part of doing this podcast and for guys like randy turco who we hear from all the time because he's been to a ton of these shows, went to yeah. house shows and actually went to his very first pay-per-view ever. He let us know on Twitter. How was this show? No Way Out 2002. Very cool memory. Even has the ticket stuff.
0: Yeah, man, he does. He holds on to all that stuff and writes down who wins and loses and stuff. Yeah. It's really cool stuff. So yeah, it is. I don't, you know, I always end our show by saying that you were there, but I don't have to cuz Randy was there and maybe he can fill us in some more stuff about it and we can hit uh hit the rest of you guys up with that next week or something so but if any of you else were there uh let us know we'd love to know
1: yeah well he did he followed up on twitter too said that oh yeah he said that the opening reaction for the nwo after 89 years was deafening i guess the sound Hmm. did not translate to tv no it does not (laughs) he said he was surprised that their interest was not in black and white in person yeah Yeah, there you go (laughs) And he said there was a kid in the nosebleeds heard screaming for Flair at WrestleMania after that Undertaker bout. And that same kid was sick for a week the next week because he refused to wear a coat into the arena as it would cover his Undertaker shirt. And uh, <laughs> I get the feeling he's talking about himself, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I we'll let so. him
1: clarify that.
0: But <laughs> Thanks as
1: always, Mr. Turco. We love hearing from you and all your many travels to these shows. Uh, and like Travis said, all you other creatures of the night. If you were at any of these shows any of the Raws or SmackDowns or house shows around this time, let us know about those too. Uh, we love hearing about all of that stuff. And speaking of fans, I want to give a shout out to the fans podcast. They are at the fans podcast on Twitter. Steve the Fan, he was gracious enough to invite us onto the Wrestling Disasters Podcast, a new project he's doing covering some you know wrestle crap moments some of the worst wrestling moments of all time to talk about a very specific undertaker disaster Uh, i think he had a vote on his twitter about the worst undertaker matches and we got to revisit the undertaker and giant gonzalez uh, unfortunately i don't know why i'm thanking him for making us do that but
0: (laughs) yeah horrifying yeah we had fun though we had fun answering his questions and uh Look forward to checking that episode out. So
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's dropped or not by the time we're doing this, but we'll definitely throw a link up to it on our social media to share that. And uh, we appreciate him uh, inviting us on there. And shout out as well, as always, to our brother podcast, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. If you enjoyed our watch-along of the 2002 World Rumble last week, they got a ton of really fun watch-alongs that they've been doing lately, revisiting some of these classic Stone Cold matches. So they actually do a lot more of those than we even do. And if you enjoy that format, definitely go check these guys out as they are doing a similar thing to us, except going through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that is at uh, Bottom Line Cast on Twitter, the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast you can find on all your... Podcasting services, uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us, subscribe to us, and don't forget about those TCB Taker Care of Business shirts available at T Public. Get one in time for WrestleMania, really get one in time for Starcast Two for when you meet the Dead Man.
0: Exactly. Oh, and which spoiler alert: Conrad confirmed on the podcast, Conrad Thompson, that uh, he just thought the name. Uh, dead man talking sounded cool, so he trademarked it. Yeah. There's no podcast coming with the undertaker mm-hmm. or anything, so we'll see. Uh, uh, sorry, guys.
1: Conrad's a Conrad's a worker.
0: Uh, uh, I don't. I could think it. see it. Uh, he said. He said. There's something um, going on. Well, he, he he was on Matt Coon's podcast. He said that he um was hoping to do some live something at Starcast with it, but yeah. not a podcast or anything. So, but anyway, we'll see. Time what Time will tell. If you were there at the Bradley Center, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Even there at the Bradley Center. No offense. Uh, no offense. It's probably not called that anymore. But um, anyway, if you were there and you're not ready to go, or you are ready and you have more stories about that little kid in nosebleeds, uh, let us know. His nosebleed ticket was 50 bucks.
1: Was I think it says $50 man. on
0: the thing. Goodness gracious. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. Let us know. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. Meow. <laughs> Meow. That's uh, just a little bit of pain. Hey, it's the rock. It. Come
1: on, guys. Hey, wow, it's people's jam. <laughs> I'm a baller. Dude, this is my son's favorite wrestler. Hey, how about a shot? Come on. Okay, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Picture with the rock. Yes, sir. For your son. Yeah. No problem. Here's Matt. Okay, you guys get in it. Ready? That's a good one. for the people's taste. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you just say? No, 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 doesn't matter what you just said. See, you shouldn't have said that. Rocco's being a man, no problem. Picture for your son, no problem. Rocco tell you what you could do with that camera. You,
0: Chico, Razor Ramon. You take that camera, shut it up your eyes, and then what you do, you give it to your big buddy, Big Daddy Cool, Diesel. You turn it sideways, and then you give it to him. Give it to
1: Hogan. Hogan, you take that camera. It's already shined up. Turn sideways. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. And stick it straight up all your candy asses you <laughs>